What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a fantastic week, weekend, and all those cool things as uh, we're into another week. And believe it or not, if my memory serves me correctly, by the end of this week, we'll officially be into summer. Now, given the craziness of 2020, quite frankly, it's going to be a very unique summer. That's for sure. I don't know how much traveling there will be or how many vacations you'll go on, though I'm pretty sure that as most of the country is attempting to open up, even in the face of growing coronavirus fears or maybe not so much fears, you'll find a way to balance it. And that's my hope that you find a way to balance it and make it work in what should be a very unique summer inside of a very unique year. With all that said, thank you for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. Of course, you can find us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, you can also check out our video podcast on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash The Faction Show. And of course, if you're listening to us, hopefully that means you're subscribed to our podcast. If it's your first time, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. Click that subscribe button. And for everyone, make sure you are rating us and leave a great comment on your favorite podcast platform. All right, let's jump right into some wrestling news. There's quite a bit of news to talk about. Over the weekend was the WWE's latest pay-per-view. It was called Backlash. And it featured several title matches, including a women's tag team title match. We also saw the U.S. title successfully defended in a pre-show match. In addition, the Universal and WWE championships were successfully defended. And we were privy to what was being called the greatest match ever. Let me start by saying this. Before I get to that, I want to say that using cinematic matches should be a special treat and should be reserved for scenarios that call for it. With that said, I grossly detest, did I say that strong enough? Grossly detest the way that the tag teams are being used, specifically the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. You're dealing with two great tag teams. Both are former NXT champions. In fact, the Viking Raiders uh, were the NXT tag team champions who never lost a title. They relinquished their titles when they went to Monday Night Raw, and they were followed by, of course, the Street Profits. Now, the Viking Raiders have long been a very powerful tag team as war machine, as war raiders, whatever you've called them. Uh, they've never been a group for fun and games and dancing and prancing and foolishness. I just don't like the way this whole feud has been going on, to be perfectly honest with you. I really, really don't. And what happened at Backlash, turning it into somewhat of a cinematic slash comedic situation, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way Tazawa was used. And now you put him in with ninjas, which in this climate is really borderline, really borderline on some stereotypes that I don't think are healthy. And I'm just going to say this now in this heightened climate of racial tension and the like, I don't like the way Tazawa's being used, the ninja con I don't like any of that. Like WWE has 
got to do better. Don't think that because the button, the hot button right now is racial issues between uh, African-Americans and the rest of the world that we can forget stereotypes on our Asian brothers and sisters. Doesn't work that way. So I think they're going to need to figure that out and figure that out fast. Obviously, they think it worked since they let that bleed into Monday Night Raw. Mm, I don't think it's good. But with that said, I want to jump to what's being deemed or what they deemed as the greatest wrestling match ever. I'm just going to say this. I've said it before. I've probably talked about it twice on here, and hopefully this will be the last time I talk about it. Um, now that we've had a chance to see what was being called the greatest wrestling match ever, I still have problems with it. Problem number one is for the greatest wrestling match of all time, which I don't think this was, by the way, we didn't have to pump in sound we didn't have to pre-record it we didn't have to add special angles and the like i i guess they were trying to get at creating a spectacle but i never thought edge and randy orton would be in that position to have the greatest wrestling match ever i've seen better matches from both edge and randy orton but it really felt like this was um I don't know. They tried to orchestrate something that just didn't exist. And here's the proof of it to me. The fact that there were multiple finishers from other wrestlers that were utilized. We've seen where, of course, you utilize your opponent's finisher. But to now utilize the finisher from a bunch of other wrestlers. We saw stuff from Triple H. We saw stuff from The Rock. We saw stuff. It just didn't make a lick of sense. Like, what are you guys doing? It felt like uh, a song that had uh, a bunch of different samples to it that didn't make any sense at all. And then you pipe in this crowd response to try to make the performance center sound like Madison Square Garden. I get what they were trying to do by, you know, an ode to MSG and bringing in Howard Finkel's voice. But here was a difference with those times. You had real fans. You had real energy. It was not trumped up. And I just... I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. So it didn't it didn't work for me. Did it work for you guys? Did you think that Edge versus Randy Orton was the greatest wrestling match ever? Let us know by way of social media. That, of course, leads us to Monday Night Raw last night. If you guys haven't watched it, I've only got maybe one or two spoilers for you. One of them being... Uh, the fact that, and we talked about this on our social media, Edge is out on injury. Uh, he suffered a torn tricep muscle during that event. I So I don't know how that's going to derail uh, his plans. Obviously, it will. How long he'll be out, we don't know. Um, but uh, that's certainly a risk you take when you get into a 30 to 35-minute wrestling match when you've been out for nine years. So I don't know. And, and again, I hope that WWE accomplished what they attempted to. It fell flat for me. But one thing I noticed last night um, was that the crowd seemed to have other persons in it besides members of the performance center. And I'll have you know that my sneaking suspicion was correct. That WWE actually allowed some fans into the performance center for last night's Raw edition. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah, there were some diehard fans there. And here's how that happened. Real fans were used at 
the tapings for WWE. Now check this out. Some of the people were diehard fans. Others were friends and family of the wrestlers. They all had to sign waivers not to take pictures or send out spoilers. They also received a free t-shirt in the process. And the waivers that they signed also said that WWE wasn't liable if they contracted COVID-19 and that there could be an inherent risk in attending the event. Now, this is where it gets sticky because there was no COVID-19 testing for the fans or for the wrestlers. They did adhere to a temperature check and a questionnaire, which is not, I repeat, not a COVID-19 test. Let's throw one other thing into the mix, which I'm sure you guys are really going to love. There is a WWE talent, according to Forbes, that has now tested positive for COVID-19. This person was a developmental talent who was last at the training facility on June the 9th, which, do your math, that's just a week ago. They tested positive for COVID-19. Since then, no other individuals that attended the facility have reported symptoms. However, now check this out, out of an abundance of caution and to ensure the health and safety of the company's performers and staff, all talent, production crew, and employees on site and production facilities will be tested for COVID-19 immediately here's the problem with that folks so if you're now testing them for COVID-19 now that means you didn't test them before and that means that they weren't being tested period which means that WWE is an unsafe working environment now I know you guys are going to say Gerard what are you doing I'm reporting the news and the problem that we have right now is in a state like Florida where everything is wide open in most of these states that have reopened where COVID-19 positive results are on the increase for a contact sport like WWE who at one time said they were doing testing to not be performing testing and people are getting this close to each other it is problematic and I don't like it it's not safe and now you're bringing fans in there guys something's got to give and I, and I know I know I know you got to get your ratings WWE I know you got to fulfill those monster Fox and USA contracts but if you're willing to continue to put people at risk this is problematic at least our friends in AEW are testing like real tests not just temperature tests but real COVID tests to make sure everybody is safe safety matters because here's the thing signing a waiver and contracting a disease that could ultimately lead to your demise, that's not something that I want on my head as a wrestling fan or as a company or as a part of the business. It's not a wise move. So my suggestion is WWE, you've got to get it together or 2020 is not gonna be a good year for you at all. I wanna get your thoughts though, because here's the question. The, the, the rest of the country is opening up. Wrestling promotions are starting to reopen and allow fans back. And I'll say this, maybe I'm just overboard. Would you attend a taping of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or even a WWE pay-per-view if you were allowed to be in, if you were just having your temperature taken, and if you signed a waiver and were given a free t-shirt? Would you attend? 
there's nothing wrong with it if you would, but I want to find out right now. Let us know in our social media spot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We've got some special content we're preparing for you for this week, so be on the lookout for it. Make sure you are subscribed to us here where you're listening to us via podcast. Follow us again on social media uh, and prepare because we've got some more great news and great content coming your way. Until next time, represent for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray, it's your man Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Solid, my